everyone, Rhonda Cohen here, firefighter, EMT, registered dietitian, certified sports nutritionist. Welcome to the Firefighting Female Podcast. everyone welcome to today's episode of the firefighting female and with me is my partner in crime dave Rhonda. it's dave here it's no dave relation here. but same last name right isn't that strange okay enough about that yes we always talk about that I know. nobody cares let's talk about fitness fitness mm-hmm. wow what fitness a giant age. topic and yes. i'm no expert on fitness but we'll wing it right we'll wing it we're an expert in our own mind all right listen Here's the deal. We all age. We can't help it. But let's talk about fitness through the life cycle of a first responder, police officer, person in general. So there's like when we first got in the fire service or law enforcement for service, we had to take a physical mm-hmm. to make sure that everything was connected and working. Right. And when I took and got a career position, I had to take a physical agility test. Right. And there's right. some places called CPAD or whatever. Yep. Now, some sort of candidate aptitude physical assessment. And that's hugely important. Right. So you figure, okay, somebody decides I want to be a firefighter, an EMT, a police officer, Secret Service, whatever. You're not going to get the couch potato that's going to come in and be able to do this job. Normally, you're a person that is either a high school, college athlete, a person that works out regularly, maybe a person that's retired from the military, did four years and decided I needed a job now. So you're in shape when you come in. You're at least a certain level. Right. And then in your basic recruit recruit training, in most places like my agency or the fire rescue service, you have to obtain some sort of minimum standard to graduate. Great. But then the problem comes in. The problem comes in. But in our 20s, so let's say we get hired in our 20s. In our 20s, we can eat and drink pretty much anything we want. Yep. And then if we feel like we've gained a pound or two, you just skip lunch the next day and your weight's right back to where it was. No consequence. You are exercising as you did prior to being hired. So typically it's going to be heavy weight lifting, which is not always the best thing for us to do because we're about functional fitness now. We'll talk yes. about that in a minute. Yes. But a lot of, you know, high intensity exercise. Hit training. Hit training, things of that nature. And it's fine because our bodies are more resilient. Because let's face it, as we age, we start to break down a little bit. Yeah, you get injured in your 20s, you bounce pretty quickly back. Right. Um, You'll heal quicker. Yep. Right. All these things are, are expedited. Yep. And we're rookies at this point in time. We've got something to prove. So we want to be the fastest. We want to be the strongest. We want to be the biggest, the toughest. And it's a lot of ego at this point in time. Right. We're working a lot with this. Right. Not necessarily. Yep. So we're dealing with the egos. So that's fine. And you go through your 20s and then suddenly you turn 30. So things start to change. Maybe you're starting to have a family. And you don't have as much time to train as you once did. So perhaps the only training that you're doing is in the firehouse. And it could be intermittent training because you're getting a call. You come back, then maybe you forget about training or you just don't feel like doing it anymore. Your lifestyle gets busier. Mm -hmm. You have more responsibility, therefore less time to do that. And people think of a workout or taking care of themselves as an afterthought because they have all these other things and all these stressors, whether it's a physical job or money at home, or a relationship at home, or the broken door at home, or whatever it is, you just have more things that you have to deal with. 
Right. And often as you start to create the family, you realize I can't cut it on one salary. So you have to get a part time job, perhaps. And also that's the time when you might put in for promotions because you might be now 10, 12 years into your profession. Sure. And you might want to specialize in something. And if you specialize in something that requires additional trainings. Yeah. So working, studying hard to get that promotion, get a little bit more money, more responsibility, able to affect change a little bit more. And there's milestones that you're going to hit throughout your career. And a typical public service career is 25 years or so. And if you start younger, because I've seen recruits that started much later and they were, were smarter. Maybe they use their bodies differently and they've already established certain habits right? because it's a lifestyle. And also, it may take you, if you're getting a promotion, it might take you off a certain piece of apparatus that maybe doesn't run as many calls. So we have to look at that too. So if you ride an ambulance, a medic unit, if you ride a rescue squad, if you ride the tower, if you ride the engine, if you are a chief, if you're just a battalion chief coming out, I shouldn't say just, if you are, have a very important position of a battalion chief and you're coming and running an incident, you may not be doing the physicality part of it anymore. You're sitting in a station pushing papers. And the same for law enforcement. You're a patrol officer or that special agent that's out there doing their thing. And as they move up through their careers, they became more sedentary. They have more of a desk job. They're managing people, budgets, all these things that none of us wanted to do when we signed up because we wanted to go to get out there and turn the lights and siren on, run up and down the road or do that cool stuff that we all see in, in the movies. Yeah, Hollywood's right? created such an image for us. But right? yeah. And what they found is, in study after study, is it's the high-frequency, low-risk things that create injury. Just stepping off of a, an engine or getting out of a patrol car or picking up a patient. That's why in the United States is following Europe's lead. A lot of stretchers have motorized systems now. So it's picking the patient up for you. And it's great unless they break, but that's a different story. Yeah, it's the high frequency, low risk versus the high risk, low frequency where we're all focused and we, we don't get hurt necessarily that way. But return to duty and um, loss of days all have to do with how much you're, uh, you're, you have this ability to work out and incorporate a healthy lifestyle into your daily activity. Yep. So in the 30s, I think our focus could be on consistency because here we've got all these challenges coming in where we don't have time to do this nonstop working out. So make it a part of your day, a part of your week. So consistency is key. And now also, as we say, functional fitness is starting to play a role. So it's not just bench pressing to impress your friends or, you know, if you want to bench press to meet a personal goal, that's awesome. Right. But is bench press the best thing that you can do? Or should we start thinking about doing exercises that will make us more mobile, more flexible, more functional on fire ground and police operations? Right. So in a previous video podcast that we did, um, they may have, folks may have seen it by now. We took functional movements in a fire rescue world, we showed the functional movement and then we showed, say, a yoga pose that would incorporate that functional movement. Something like an inline lunge when you're bending down to pick up a fire hose or pick up a patient. Those are inline lunges. So to incorporate those things and also finding what you like to do. If you find something you're going to like to do, if you can get out there, if you're a kayaker or a bicyclist or a runner or a hiker or a walker, you have to move your body in order to have that longevity right. as you as you grow. As we age. So you're in your 30s. So you're in your 30s. You need consistency and 
you need to also start thinking about nutrition a little bit more. Maybe a lot more. It depends on, on that person, right? right? If you have obesity in your family, if you have you know high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, things like that, those are things you want to take into account. And that's all part of your physical assessments at the beginning of, of your career. Again, career volunteer, law enforcement, fire, EMS, it, it's all really important to you as a human being. And like I tell my students at work, take this into your personal life. I don't care. It's okay. Take this healthy workout, take this yoga, take this nutrition, take all these things we talk about, whether it's apple cider vinegar, I'm stuck on that, or, um, or a functional movement, but bring it into your life. Right. Because whether you're squatting down to pick up your child or whether you're squatting down to pick up a patient, you're still squatting down. Right. And how many low back injuries do we know because of things like that? Yep. So we have now entered our 40s. 40s. Now, 40s is about resiliency, I think, because unfortunately, as we age, things start to change and we start to feel the aches and the pains. In right. The 40s. How many times, you know, when you're in the 20s, 30s, you might not need those readers. When you reach a certain age, bam. Your body tells you, you need those readers. Yep. Now, the good thing about the 40s is the ego starts to lessen, I think. We've proved ourselves at this point in time. Hopefully. Hopefully. And now we are at this point in time probably where we want to be. Maybe another promotion is coming along the way. So we know what our current position entails. Yeah. And maybe now you're in your 40s. You're actually starting to look at the end game. Mm -hmm. But if you can look at the end game at the very beginning... Much like uh, financial planning. So in my agency, they do a retirement seminar three to five years before you retire. And a lot of us are of the mindset that, hey, let's equip those brand new recruits with some information about financial planning early on. Right. Because I'll tell you, within the first couple of years, you see that big brand new pickup truck in the parking lot or you see this or you see that because they're making a ton of money. Right. And they're not thinking about 30 or 40 years from now. Where do they want to retire? Where do they want to end up? But health and fitness is just like that. You right. have to think of your future self, not necessarily right now. It also is going to benefit you right now if you can be physically strong because in these public service response positions, you have to be physically and, it's another podcast, mentally aware and ready. You have right. to be resilient. You have to use mindfulness techniques. Right. Other thing we have to do, again, consistency. But we also have to realize at this point in time, more flexibility is going to be needed because... Physical flexibility. Right, physical flexibility. Because we need to, you know, maintain motion. Our joints are going to hurt. We're going to start feeling stiff. Our yeah. backs hurt. Our necks hurt. You develop arthritis and this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. And we start to notice more fat around the midsection because our eating is changing. You know, people talk about metabolism, not my favorite word, so we're going to ignore that for right now. That's a whole other subject. But we really have got to be more focused about what we're putting into our bodies at this point in time because we're not able to burn as many calories as we once were, as quickly as we once were. And it's so important to realize that if we start gaining weight, and I believe the average firefighter, first responder, police officer gains one to two pounds a year wow. in the course of their career if wow. they're not watching themselves. Wow. At this point in time, too, we may go from a busy house to a slower house. Right. So you may be used to running, you know, 12, 15 calls a day, and now you're running two. Right. And boredom gets to us. And when we're bored, we eat. So you've got to be careful about that because too much weight, and, you know, you always 
think about I think about the guys on the truck and the squad, you know, bulls in the China shop. They go through, they're breaking things, they're pulling things down. Yeah. And that's great. But think about all of that weight on your joints, on your heart, on your organs. Well, plus equipment. And I equipment. know average breathing apparatus or turnout gear, you're adding 30 to 40 pounds and law enforcement work, you're wearing a vest and, you know, equipment around your waist and that adds to it. And so I know a lot of people at work that will wear a weight vest and they yeah. do certain testing, selection testing for special teams and they have to wear weight vests and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about consistency, weight management in our 40s. We have to think about, hey, you know, where are we going? What is our next step? Are we focusing now on continuing our career for another 10 years, another 15 years? Are we thinking that maybe we're going to start retiring within the next five, six years? And thinking about their post-career career, career, they want to move on to something else. They got involved with this, that specialty hazmat or fire investigation, whatever it is, and maybe they want to move on. That's one of the things I like about the fire service. Most places allow you to have workout time while you're on duty. Right. And it's during the day. If you're working 24-48, 24-72, or even just 24-24, during that shift work period, you will have an opportunity to go out and work out in some fashion. I see a lot of engines where we from, where we're from, they'll go to the track and they'll run around the track where they have a gym membership where most stations have weights and things. And even if you have nothing, you can do weight bearing through yoga and other forms of exercise. In law enforcement work, maybe it's a little bit different because you either stay after work or my agency, you can do it during work, but now you have to go and take off all this gear. You have a limited amount of time. So most people work out before or after or on their off-duty, but consistency is really the main thing. X number of times a week, even if it's minutes a day or an hour every other day, something. You got to move your body. Yep. And I also think in your 40s, you have to reset your goals. So, of course, everybody's got their own individual personal goals, and that's the way it should be. Do what is best for you and achieve what you want to achieve. But now maybe you don't need to be the strongest person in the firehouse and lift the most weights. Maybe now you need to become more resilient because what happens if you get injured? You want to be able to come back as soon as possible. Sure. So do what fits best for the stage that you are at, at your life cycle at that point in time and also where you're at in your career. So if more flexibility is better than lifting heavier weights, then do that. And also listen to your body at this point in time, too. You don't always have to go into a gym and do a 90% workout. You can just do, even if it's a 20%, 30% workout, just to move, get on the treadmill and walk for 20 minutes. You don't have to walk at an uphill pace as hard as you can. You can walk. Well, your workouts will change, right? Right. So, you know, in your 20s, you're doing um, certain things that maybe... 10, 20 years later, you've had an injury. Right. You had chronic pain. You have arthritis. You have a joint issue. Maybe you're not doing as much. In, in my world, in my yoga world, my yoga has changed. Now, I like to think it maybe it got more intense, but I don't <laughs> know. But everybody, they're, they're, what they're doing in their 20s and 30s, hopefully we mature a little bit and we're working smarter. Right. Right. And also your physical Man, if whatever you're able to do, whether at a station or you have a gym membership or maybe your family is big into working out, you might do that with them. So your physical situation might have changed. You just made a good point to take this home with you to incorporate yes. your family. Go for walks with your family. If you have kids, grandkids, go out with them, you know, play ball, throw the ball around. Get the bicycle Get the bicycles out, out, Get in a rowboat right? or a canoe, do something. Yep. 
And, you know, moms, if you're at home and you're even picking up the laundry basket, do it as a squat. Don't just bend over and pick up the laundry basket. Or when you're cooking, you know, just move around. We always have right. music on at the house. We're always you, dancing around. You always. stand in tree pose when you're making your blue ribbon winning cakes at the fair. Well, that's a different conversation. I stand in tree pose in the grocery store line. And you can't imagine how many looks I get on that stupid tree pose. But <laughs> well, and also, I love it. I do right now. <laughs> where you live, like seasonally, if you're in a cold climate in the winter, now you can do your cross-country skiing, your yeah, snowshoeing, absolutely. Your, your ice trekking. Because walking in sand, walking on asphalt, walking in snow, all different, all good. You're moving your body. Shoveling snow is the best form of cardiovascular and strength training exercise. So you're not combined. supposed to buy a snowblower? Well, if you're lazy, oh, Dave. Okay, well, I've been holding off. but Driveway that holds two cars, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. No, you're an essential employee. You have to get to work below that snow. No, I'm like, it That's right. But the other thing we have to think about, too, and I should have said this from the beginning, is although we're focused on our own personal goals at the firehouse or the police station, it's not just you. You're part of a team. Right. People are relying and counting on you. Right. So if, God forbid, something happens on a call yeah. and you're responsible to help that person get out... You need to be in the best shape physically and mentally that you can possibly be in. Sure. And although cortisol and fight and flight are going to kick in at that very moment. Right. Adrenaline. You're, right. You're going to have the adrenaline. But still, you've got to be able to physically do this. Right. And so another that's another reason why. Well, we repeatedly to, over and over mm-hmm. in a 24-hour shift at a fire station, you might be called to do this over and over and over again. And that's where the chronic exposure and long-term injury come into play if you're not lifting correctly, if you're yeah. not moving correctly. That's where that functional exercise comes into play. One person I uh, did a yoga class for a training trainer, his whole workout was functional movement. And I've never seen somebody so flexible in my life. And the guy was thin as a rail, strong as an ox. So we're in our 50s. So we're in our 50s. Ah, it's, uh, it's all downhill it's from all here. It's all downhill from here. Not really. This could be the best time of your life. Exactly. Well, okay. So by this point in time, the ego should be gone. Yeah, okay. leave the ego at the door. Right. As Eckhart Tolle says, in the power of now, if you can accept things as they are, all drama will be removed from your life. I'm paraphrasing, but check that book out. Yeah, there you go. So in the 50s, so a couple of things are happening. You may be ending your career. So congratulations for a happy, healthy retirement. And that's why we work out so that we can get to that point, have optimal performance in careers, and then have a happy, healthy retirement. And a lot of places have mandatory retirement at a certain age, mm-hmm. especially in the public service world. Yep. And we could debate that all day long because I know people that are well over their retirement age that are phenomenal. Oh, they, yeah. They could do circles around the young. I know people in the best shapes of their lives in their 60s. Yep. Phenomenal. Because you have more time. So this is the thing, too. So now, you know, we have volunteers at our station that are in their 60s. Right. And they're performing and they're just fine. And they are doing amazing. And that is because their whole life has been about eating mostly well, the 80-20 rule, and exercising in whatever form they do three to five times a week, some seven times a week. It all depends upon what you're doing. But here we still have to remember, we're going to start losing bone density. So it's important to do resistance training because that improves the bone, right? And then it's also hugely important now for flexibility at this point in time. Mm-hmm. If you trip and fall as an older human, if, you do, if you're not flexible, you have a propensity to break bones and do things like that. But if you're more, more flexible, you know, think of a stuntman, they're, they're taught to roll when right. they fall. Right, right. 
So this is all about resiliency. This is all about still repetitive, consistent workouts, but just different. You can slow down a little bit at this point in time. Yeah, so, it doesn't have to be a marathon three times a week. You could walk for 20 or 30 minutes three times a week. You could cycle. You could kayak, whatever. Yep. So at this stage of the game, it's important to incorporate all aspects of fitness. So resistance training, your weightlifting, yoga, your stretching and your mobility. And you could say bearing weight as well. Right. You do right. Because that's important to mention, too. You don't have to lift an object. You don't have to lift a weight. Your own body weight. Yes. Look at gymnasts, for example, that are using their own body weights. Right. And, and are quite strong. muscular. I mean, yep. In fact, being able to, as we talk about doing different yoga postures, balancing all of your fibers, your tendons, your muscle fibers, everything is working in synchronicity. Yeah. So everything is strengthening at the same time. And you're leaner, you're stronger. Also, continuing to have endurance is important too. So making sure that you're doing some form of cardiovascular exercise is important. Yes. And that's the other key thing to mention all throughout the life cycles is endurance is huge in all of our in occupations. Absolutely. Because stamina, endurance. Right. You could be as strong as an ox and you can be able to lift and carry everything. But when you do that high rise fire and you can't get in that elevator and you've got to climb to the 10th floor and you've already sucked down your bottle by the time you get up there. Yeah. That's a huge wake up call. And endurance is so important. So that is just essential throughout the career. But now in this point in time to just keeping all of our systems going, we've got to keep the blood flowing, our heart strong. We've got to keep the muscle strong. We've got to keep the bone strong. And now because we've worked out through the life cycle, yeah. our resiliency is here. We're still able to function. Maybe we don't have as much pain as we did. Maybe if we get injured, we come back stronger. Yeah. And you don't need a lot of equipment. So most no. fire departments, police departments have an opportunity to go to a gym. They have right. that for you. And that's great. And I highly encourage that. But if you're standing there and you have some time, you don't need a single thing. You, As long as you have a piece of ground, you can do something to bear weight or for cardio. Right. If you are living a high rise, you can walk up and down the steps. Absolutely. I mean, you can walk outside. You can run. Now, yeah, you might want some good shoes because in the long term, you don't want to ruin your ankles and your feet because that is the basis of support for anything you do in an upright position, which is these positions, these these careers. So you don't need a whole lot of – you can go on vacation. Right. right. I know a lot of people that bring their golf clubs or their tennis racket or their pickleball. That's a big thing now. Right. But you don't need a lot of gear. You can just be. Now, yeah, maybe maybe shoes if you're a runner yep. or a hiker. So now we're hitting the 60s and oh, above. Yes. And you know what? It's great. And I'm going to tell you why. You now probably have more time. Your kids are grown and gone. Yeah. You may have grandkids now. Right. You have to be able to pick up your grandkids. So if your back is unhealthy... You're not going to be able to spend that quality time if you're walking around. You want to be mobile. Yeah. Right? The functional movement screen folks will say move well, move often. Right. And that's what we're trying to get across to people. Do something. Move. You may have already retired, but the wonderful thing in the fire department is you can retire at noon today from your career job and go to a volunteer house at 2 o'clock and drive the wagon, you know, whatever. Yeah, if you, you want still to want to be involved right. or maybe you want to be more on the training side, or the administrative side, or maybe you move to that small town 
that you've always wanted to move to. And after about a month of cutting the grass with this pair of scissors and you're right. completely bored, go join a department, go volunteer at the community center, get involved with your religious organization, whatever it is, go pick up, you know, trash on the highway. But all these things require physical movement. Right. And you can do it because you've been diligent during the course of your life and you've cared about your health and your well-being. You've kept your weight in check. You have kept your body in check and in line with your mind and body performance together. And the thing is now you have time. So that's why I say many 60-year-olds that I know say they're in the best shape of their life because they can go to the gym now. They have the time. They have the time to do things with friends where they'll go for walks. They'll go for bike rides. They'll go boating. I have friends that are now taking up canoeing that have never right. done this before. And that's, it's a double-edged sword. By the time you have the time and the money to do the things you enjoy, where is your body? Right. So the point is in your 20s, you want to look at your 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. We know a yoga teacher that's in her 90s wow. teaching yoga. You want to be physically and financially capable of doing anything you want. You want to climb Mount Everest? I saw a firefighter that climbed Mount Everest. You want to go trekking through here or canoeing there or learning how to whatever. You might have the time and money, but is your body ready to do that? Yep. So take care of yourself. That's take the care of yourself. Says. Yes. Work out. Now... Just in general, also sleep. Huge. Huge. So we are very well aware because we've been there on shift work. It's just not going to happen in most stations that are around us now, maybe out in different areas of the United States and around the world. It's a different situation. But for the, us, you might have a common bunk room and you have three or four units in the station and the ambulance always gets a call where the mm -hmm. truck squad engine might not. But everybody but gets woken up awake. with the tones. And I think more modern fire stations have tried to compartment. So the ambulance crew is down here and maybe the noise just happens where they are. But you're sleep deprived. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. In a shift work in law enforcement where you physically have to be up for eight hours in the middle of the night, as we talked about in previous podcasts, that is bad for your biorhythm, your circadian rhythm, right? Sunlight is really important to your, to your well-being. In fact, they have this thing, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. If you go to certain embassies overseas where it's uh, very dark a lot of the time of the year, they have lights that are in the embassy. So you can go and sit in the light to get that exposure to sunlight. Right. When you are not on shift, do your very best to get your seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And if you are able at your station to take a quick 20-minute shut-eye, do it. Yeah, go find a quiet place. Yep. You know, just let somebody know I'll be in the back of the unit. Yep. Water is important. Hydration. Hydration. Is and you can overhydrate too. You can overhydrate. Hyponatremia, right? Something yep. like that. Yep. You're drinking too much water, but in the fire service or law enforcement, you might be completely fine. Everything's routine. And then a minute later, you're in this really long, heat-filled environment where you're losing body moisture, whether it's a ballistic vest uh, tactical gear, whether it's a turnout coat and breathing apparatus, hydrate is really important. All right. So we'll get off on a tangent about hydration. So before your workout, or if you're going to be doing a company drill, you want to always drink 16 to 32 ounces of fluids. Water. Water. I mean, coffee, not considered like hydration, right? Well, it and is considered hydration, but caffeine is okay. a whole other lecture. Okay. But primarily water. Okay. Not sugary drinks. Not sugary like drinks. Right. No. So during your workout or on a fire ground operation, and that's 
really not all that realistic. If you can drink eight to 10 ounces every 15, 20 minutes, that will keep your body hydrated. Now, water, hydration, and as we sweat, that cools the body. When we're in heavy gear, whether we're in turnouts, bunker gear, or as a police officer, you know, if you're wearing, you know, your armor and your tactical stuff, you're sweating, but you're not evaporating that sweat. So it's holding in that heat. Yes. So another thing too about the hydration is it lubricates the joints and it keeps us more mobile and flexible. So if we're not able to do this, what do we have to make sure we do? We're also sweating out electrolytes. So our sodium, our potassium, our chloride, right? We've got to replace that. So the general rule of thumb is if you are exerting for greater than 90 minutes, you need to incorporate some type of sports drink, some type of electrolytes into your system. How many times have you come out of the fire? It's in the summer. You take off all your gear a couple hours later and you see salt marks right. on your blue uniform pants. Absolutely. When we were kids, they would give you salt tablets like in the high school gym class. I'm not, we could debate that. You know, sodium could be a bad or good thing, but you need it. You need it. You have to have it. Yep. And then the other thing is if you are a person that sweats a lot and we've got those people, then incorporate the electrolytes after 60 minutes because you're going to be losing more through your sweat because you lose your electrolytes through just breathing, respiration, through sweating, through urination. So all of those things need to be replaced because that controls our cells. It controls our heart muscle. And if you're dehydrated, you make poor decisions, right? right? Because it goes you get to your brain fog. Facility, yep. your brain fog. So we see people, they just lost a recruit, and I forget which, uh, I'm trying to remember the city and the state it was in due to dehydration. So that is so key, you know, cardiovascular disease, and we're off topic again, but such a huge issue in fire rescue. And part of the reason is dehydration. So we've got to make sure we do that through our workouts too, eating properly and that will help to maintain that weight. So all of these things combine together to create a wonderful, long, fulfilling career and a very happy, healthy retirement. Yeah, your job is to retire at the highest possible rank with the most amount of money, as healthy as you possibly can be, so that you can get that retirement check or if you're a volunteer, still have that satisfaction years and years and years in the future. And I mean, we're gonna age, it happens. Just go through your life cycle and make the adjustments that are necessary at that stage of your life. Let the egos go and listen to your body. And that's huge. You will know there are some days when you're going to be able to go in there and do these insane workouts. But guess what? The next day you're going to be tired. You might be sore. Just move a little bit of movement. Even if you just walk around the station, just move. And that's it. So adjust, adapt, and accept. I think those are the things that we have to do and just realize where you're at in that stage of life and in the stage of your career. Got anything else, Dave? We're here for you. If we can do anything for you, let us know. Yep, we got you. All right, folks, until next time, see ya. Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay safe, take care of each other, and most of all, Thank you for your continued dedication to the community you serve.